Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to the Mind's Eye Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and uh, this is our first recording, our first podcast of 2021. And I think this is a great time to have a conversation about how to have more inner peace in the coming new year. You know, 2020 uh, was not anybody's friend by uh, (laughs) any stretch of the imagination. A lot of challenges, uh, a lot of things went down. Uh, The world uh, was on lockdown. And now as we're getting into uh, 2021, uh, most people are, you know, feeling positive, optimistic, hopeful at best that the year ahead is going to be better. We're going to heal. We're going to get back to normalcy in life. And I certainly think that that will happen uh, eventually. But I think realistically, and and I'm not being negative here or, or, you know, coming up with a, a gloom and doom scenario because I'm not that type of person. But I think the first thing we have to realize is that 2020 is probably going to have its own challenges. You know, we have a new president here in the United States, a new administration coming in. Uh, Politicians are fighting and battling and trying to overturn uh, elections. A lot going on there that's still a, a lot of political theater that people are attracted to and really drawn uh, into at this particular time. We're still uh, muddling through the COVID virus, and uh, there are some health experts that are saying that life will probably not get back to normal until mid, late summer, or even autumn of 2021. So, We may have to continue uh, plodding through this for a little bit uh, longer. But despite all of these challenges, all of these things that might be leftovers of 2020, how do we maintain our inner peace? How do we have more joy in our lives? How do we feel content and happy and that we're okay? No matter what's happening in our lives or in the physical world around us. And I think one of the first things we have to realize, and uh, this was a conversation I had with uh, some relatives over the, uh, the holiday season this past year. I said, you know, I don't think that COVID is the only virus uh, filtering through the air these days. I feel that the atmosphere is permeated with viruses, but those viruses may not be what people think they are. I think many of those viruses are mental, psychological, and even spiritual. And now what do I what do I mean by that? Well, I think when you look at 2020 and even, you know, uh, 
the last several years that are behind us, we see viruses coming out of the political arena. We see a lot of viruses coming out of the conspiracy camps. We see a lot of viruses coming out of religion or new religious groups that are popping up in these times of chaos. And all of those things have an energy, a mental energy and a mental tone that can act like a virus. And if you allow yourself to catch that virus, it will transform you in ways that are not necessarily of the light. I'm sure uh, some of you, if not all of you listening to this podcast, have known people that got caught up in the whole political theater that's been going on over the last year or so. We've all known people that got caught up in the conspiracy theories or the very dark doom and gloom uh, conspiracy-laden religions that are uh, beginning to surface in this particular era that we live in. And we've seen people, family members, friends, people around us, go through a personality metamorphosis that is just staggering to the mind. People that were very down-to-earth, people that were very sweet, very kind, very humble, very easy to talk to, caught these mental viruses, these psychological viruses, these spiritual viruses, and they became the complete opposite than what they used to be. They became very negative, very hateful, very divisive, isolating themselves away from family members and friends that didn't believe like they now believe. And many of these people say that they have the truth, that they see the true light of God in their lives. But their behavior does not reflect the fruits of the Spirit. You know, if we look at uh, the words of Jesus, he said, by their fruits you will know them. And the fruits of the Spirit are in the scripture, it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, long-suffering, and so on. And we don't see any of those fruits coming from any of the individuals that have caught these viruses. In fact, we're seeing just the opposite. We're seeing families break up. We're seeing marriages break up. We're seeing brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and friends you know, sons and fathers, daughters and mothers not speaking anymore because someone opened their mind, their consciousness, and allowed themselves to catch one or more of these viruses. And it's, it's caused a very uh, diseased or diseased, if you will, 
state of society, state of mind, and state of religion. I think, uh, you know, the fruits of all of this speak for themselves. And, you know, that's one of the most important things we can do going forward into the new year. Is not letting ourselves catch these mental, psychological, and spiritual viruses. Whether they're coming from politicians, whether they're coming from the news media, whether they're coming from the internet, whether they're coming from a religious group or a religious person. When we start to hear about all this fear and darkness and all the terrible things that are going to happen in our world. And, you know, these people have been saying these things for a very long time and their predictions haven't happened yet. So I think, uh, you know... It's a good rule of thumb to trust the words of the prophet in the Bible that said, you know, if, if a prophet gives you a prophecy and it doesn't come to pass, you know, you shall not fear that prophet. You shouldn't listen to him. Don't be fearful and trembling at his words. And I see a lot of people in... Uh, religious groups, you know, listening to these prophets, whether they're, uh, you know, some of the televangelists or some of the people uh, that are heading some of the uh, uh, conspiracy uh, denominations of Christianity that are, are popping up all over the place now. And these people make these proclamations, these prophetic utterances. You know, God told me, the Father told me, I had a dream, I had a vision. And time and time again, they, they say these things and they don't come to pass. But people still continue to follow after them and become even more entrenched in the doctrines and false prophecies that they utter. And, you know, this, this is unhealthy. You know, this is not uh, judging anybody, but I think we have to realize when uh, all of us individually, when we're starting to follow after a man or a personality and becoming addicted to that personality, it's not always easy to, to pull away from, you know, a group or a person or a belief system that we've had for a long time in our lives. But I mean, for the sake of, you know, our own mental and spiritual health, I think we have to realize and be honest with ourselves when we're starting to fall into that trap of following the personality, following the man, following the woman, following the organization. You know, we're not commissioned to follow anything except God. God is our source. God is our leader. God is the one who gives us guidance in our lives. That doesn't mean that there are individuals who give good advice and counsel. Of course there are. But we shouldn't become dependent on these individuals, especially 
you know, when uh, they're filling us with fear and anger and division and uttering prophecies that keep failing to come to pass. And I think, too, you know, we don't condemn the people that, um, you know, put themselves on a pedestal and do these things. We, we try to reach them with, you know, with love and truth and humbleness. And some will listen and, uh, you know, some will not. You know, there's uh, some pretty big uh, personalities on the, uh, the Internet and on YouTube that uh, I used to be friendly with and uh, uh, saw some very, uh, let's just say, uh, peculiar things. And when I went to the person in love to try to speak to them about it, uh, I was met with uh, something we don't often see, you know, in the podcast and the videos. You know, I was met with a lot of accusations and cursing and swearing and how these people were going to make an example out of me for questioning their truth. You know, you have to wonder if, you know, such an individual um, ever had the spirit of truth. And if they haven't, you know, we, we try our best to help them get in touch with it. You know, we don't judge them. We don't condemn them. I mean, if things get, uh, you know, too bizarre, uh, certainly walk away. Don't put yourself in a bad position. Uh, you got to learn to, you know, know when to say when in situations like that. But uh, we certainly don't want to condemn anybody, but we want to be spiritually smart. You are the guardian of your own mind and your own heart. You are the one who allows any information or any virus, or any truth, or any light, or any darkness to come into your mind and take residence in your heart. You are the one who's in charge. So we have to be watchful that we don't catch these viruses. And I'm sure there's going to be, um, you know, new ones coming out in the new year. You know, there always are. Every Every new year brings a new set of gloom and doom and prophecies and conspiracy theories and, you know, political drama and everyone just uh, starts to uh, really kind of gnash their teeth, you know, to uh, the the tune uh, of all of this rhetoric. But uh, it behooves us to take that step back and say, well, now, wait a minute. You know, and, and I think it's... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong here, uh, but if you go on Google, if you go on any of the search engines and just uh, look up, you know, um, scripture or, you know, Bible reference fruits of the spirit, I think it's first or second Corinthians, read the fruits of the spirit in the Bible. You know, it might even be a good idea for some of us to write them down or put a bookmark you know, in our Bible, in that chapter where it outlines the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, kindness. And anytime we encounter a person, a group, a movement, a new fad that's growing out of, you know, religion or conspiracy camps, it might be a good idea to always check 
Are they living up to those fruits of the Spirit? And are they promoting those fruits of the Spirit? Or are they promoting fear and hate and division and people being unkind to one another, impatient, intolerant? You know, it's always a good idea to see how the leaders act, how the people act, and check all of that against the fruits of the Spirit in the Bible. And if you see that the fruits are opposite of what is in the Scriptures, uh, we might want to separate ourselves from that group and not take in any more of what they're offering us as spiritual food because it just might be spiritual poison or a spiritual virus. So always, always stand guard over your heart and your mind and don't be influenced by the media or the internet or any group out there. You know, the world has a million and one opinions that they want to tell you is the truth. But there's only one truth, and that is God's truth. And that brings us to our next point. How do we have more peace of mind in the coming new year? Well, for starters, again, it's keeping watch over our minds. Be careful what we let in. Be careful what we believe. Be careful what we take as truth. Because even if something sounds true, doesn't necessarily mean that it is. Especially in this day and age when, you know, I can go back and research a historical or scientific truth that's still true. That was well-known knowledge in the early mid-1990s and I have to dig deep to find it on the internet and I know people that are you know college professors people in academia people you know very smart people who say the same thing that it seems like the real information is buried and you really got to dig for it so googling something instead of yeah you know I did my research when we just come up with you know alternate reality after alternate reality and conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory uh, isn't necessarily the truth or giving us the truth. So be careful what you let in to your mind and your heart and check everything against the fruits of the spirit. And the next thing you want to do is realize you know, in Christian metaphysics, we say God is the only truth. God is the only power. God is the only presence. You know, God is all in all. There is no power outside of God. There is no polar opposite of God being a horned devil that, uh, you know, has almost as much power is God. In fact, he seems to be more powerful uh, because evil is everywhere and it seems to overshadow and even conquer, you know, the good in our world and in our lives. Christian metaphysics says, no, God is the only power. And God is not a man sitting on a throne with, you know, a crown on his head. God is not a person. 
He is not a man. He is universal divine mind and intelligence. Think of the uh, verse in Scripture when King Solomon was building the temple. And God said, you know, uh, you're building me this temple, but the, the very heavens cannot contain my glory. You know, heavens meaning the sky above and what is beyond. God is bigger than the universe. God is beyond the universe. He is in all and through all, all universes and dimensions and whatever may be out there in creation that we know about and don't know about and beyond all of that. So God isn't some, uh, you know, man sitting on a throne, you know, peering through, uh, you know, the crystal ball in the clouds like, you know, Santa Claus watching, you know, all the bad boys and girls on earth. You know, in Christian metaphysics, we say, no, God is much bigger than that. You know, God is universal consciousness, intelligence, you know, all power omnipotent, omnipresent, you know, he's much bigger than we could probably even begin to imagine and think. And so God is the only truth. God is the only power. God is the only presence. There is no reality outside of God's thoughts, God's creation, God's ideas. The scripture says, in God there is no darkness or shadow of turning. God cannot sin. He doesn't tempt any man. So in divine metaphysics, uh, we say that all of the darkness, all of the evil that we see happening in our world is coming from within us. The Bible calls it our carnal mind, our natural mind. Many metaphysicians, Mary Baker Eddy, the founder of Christian Science, called it the mortal mind. And, you know, the interesting thing about that is that the metaphysicians from old, all of them, just through prayer and studying the Bible for years and dissecting it, and they all said that this world, this reality, uh, seems to be an illusion or a hologram. This isn't ultimate reality. God is ultimate reality. And they said the universe is kind of like a mirror. What we think is projected in our reality, in the natural, physical world. So it's like a hologram that behaves according to our thoughts, our perceptions, our attitude, our way of thinking. And that makes sense when you think of the uh, words of Jesus when he said, you will uh, reap what you sow. And everybody, you know, back in the day, uh, laughed to scorn the metaphysicians and said, oh, you know, these people, 
you know, uh, they believe in mind over matter. They say matter isn't real. Ha, ha, ha. You know, this isn't the real world. How ridiculous are those people? But now we have quantum mechanics that tells us what we look at as being solid matter in reality isn't solid at all. It's all energy and particles and waves. And it seems like we live in one big giant hologram. And that there actually is no universe without an observer. And the particles and waves of this hologram, this universe, seem to behave according to the perceptions and observation of the, of the observer. Sounds a lot like metaphysics, doesn't it? But these people were talking about this back in the early 1800s and, and, and maybe even uh, you know beyond that. Some of the great uh, philosophers of old going way back, you know, to uh, you know ancient Greece, you know, talked about this world uh, not being the reality we think it is. So in divine metaphysics, God is the only reality. God created the heavens and the earth, and he said everything I created is good and very good. And it is man that introduces into that reality so-called evil and sin through his thoughts. So we said a lot there, so let's just break it down uh, very simply, uh, very quickly. There is God, who is the ultimate reality, and God, and we say in divine metaphysics, God is love, God is all good, God is peace, God is health. Anything good that you can imagine is an attribute of God, and is God personified. There is no darkness or shadow of turning in God. There is no anger, there is no negativity, there is no evil, there is no... Uh, disease and sickness. All that God created is good and very good. A reflection and idea of God. God is ultimate reality. But sin and the fall of man is taking our thoughts away from God and projecting through carnal, mortal mind Things of darkness and greed and selfishness and sin and evil. And all those things are said in metaphysics are not real at all. They don't exist in God. Therefore, they are a non-reality, though they appear to be real in our environment. But if we begin to take our thoughts back toward God and speak and meditate on such things as God is love, God is peace, God is health, God is omnipresent, God is all in all. If we make the denials of metaphysics that say there is no matter, there is no evil, there is nothing to hate, there is nothing to fear, there is no fear in God. There is no fear in divine mind. 
the more we think about those things, meditate those things, and align our thoughts with the ultimate truth of God and his reality, the more our world, our surroundings, begin to reflect that love, joy, peace, health, healing, contentment, goodness, blessings. And so, as we go into the new year, we may see upheavals. We may see political upheaval. We may see more things going on with the virus. We may see new problems come down the pike, and there will be conspiracy theories and doomsday preachers and prophecies of the end of the world, and you know things will happen uh, that will look uh, very frightening to some people. But we have to remember, these things are not of God. They are not of God's thoughts, God's power, God's mind, God's creation, God's ideas. These are all things coming out of man's mind. The carnal mind, the mortal mind, attached to this illusory world of matter. And we can, we can begin to separate ourselves from it. You know, we have this saying in the world where, you know, when somebody's doing something bad or they have a lot of drama in their life and we'll say, hey man, I don't want any part of that. That's their reality. And, you know, that's not mine. I'm staying out of it. And we don't get mixed up in, you know, that, you know, the drama, you know, the drama kings and queens. And it's kind of the same when we see drama happening in the world. Sometimes uh, we have to say, hey, you know, that's their reality. I'm not taking part in that. God is not the author of chaos. So God's not the author of all this that's happening or seemingly happening in the world around us. God didn't orchestrate that. God didn't create that. God is not the author of that. I'm having no part of it. I'm going to remove myself from all of that and go meditate on the truth and reality of God, which is goodness and love and peace and all of those wonderful divine attributes. That's why metaphysics is called a mental science or the science of mind. Because the way you think, the way you start to condition your thoughts, begins to condition your reality. Are you living more in God's reality, where there is light and peace and contentment? Or are you continuing to live in man's reality, where nothing is stable? Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. There's trouble and chaos and sadness and confusion and division. That's what a metaphysician is. A metaphysician is, is someone who walks away from all of that and begins to meditate and contemplate and confess and affirm the reality of God. And when you do that, suddenly life begins to look very different to you. And you realize that uh, you're almost living 
in a world of dual realities. There's there's God's reality, there's God's truth, and then there is this uh, for you know this fake reality that man's creating, you know, and the systems that he creates to try to you know hold that fake reality together but those things start to crumble and and fall apart and man begins to scramble and the metaphysician goes into that chaos and begins to heal because he begins to heal the thoughts and the thinking process in the minds and the bodies of others and they catch the light of truth and then they help others, they help others. And this is how we start building a better world under the umbrella of God's truth instead of this faulty system that man has created, which is beginning to show uh, is, is very unreliable. Man cannot solve all of his problems or the problems in the world by using the knowledge of the ego, the carnal mind, the mortal mind. Because those things will only come up with uh, very temporary, earth-based, godless solutions. And if God, who is life and truth, isn't a part of those solutions, well, eventually uh, those solutions are going to rust or rot at the very foundation, and they will collapse as we're seeing in this day and age. You know, we have to think about uh, all of the verses of Scripture, particularly in the uh, 91st Psalm. You know, if we dwell in the secret place of the Most High God, if we abide under the shadow of the Almighty, no evil will befall us, no plague or calamity will be allowed to come near our dwelling. He will give his angels charge over us. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it will not come near us. We will not fear the arrow that flies by day or the plague that stalks in darkness. And as we trust in God, it says that he will hear us when we call on him. He will deliver us and satisfy us with long life. The 103rd Psalm says that he forgives all of our iniquities, heals all of our diseases, satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. Scriptures like this are in abundance in the Bible, but many modern-day theologians have just skimmed over them and said, well, all of that's passed away. That's not for us anymore. We have to struggle through in this you know, world of trial and tribulation. Divine metaphysics doesn't spare us from trial and tribulation, but it certainly helps us to overcome. You know, and those things have not, not passed away. Jesus said, those that believe in him, you know, they will speak with new tongues, heal the sick, raise the dead, cure the leper, cast out demons. He didn't say they would do it for just a little while, then it would go away. He just simply said that whosoever would do these things. And for the first 300 plus years of Christianity, healing uh, was one of the things that caused a lot of uh, the pagans to convert. And uh, a lot of us uh, don't know that. 
because all of the uh, the primitive medicine they had back then or religious rituals to try to cure the sick, you know, and uh, help people that had incurable diseases, you know, m- many of them failed most of the time. Then Christianity comes along and, you know, they're praying for people, laying hands on people, anointing people with oil. People are getting well. People are getting delivered. And people were saying, hey, they must follow the one true God because they did what medicine and the other religions could not. But somewhere uh, down the road after the first 300 years or so, uh, we started getting into this, uh, and I believe it was somewhere along the, the lines uh, or the timeline when the, uh, the Roman uh, church came into being. Uh, they started teaching, well, you know, these things have passed away. This isn't really for us anymore. Uh, God wants us to suffer like Jesus suffered. And uh, little by little over the centuries, uh, the healing practice was lost. And that should not have been. And the uh, the metaphysicians over the years have said, no, this uh, this should not be. You know, healing is a part, a very big part, an important part of the Christian faith. And it is. And if you do a little uh, research, you'll see that uh, a lot of the metaphysical schools, uh, Christian science and, and some of the others, uh, have a very... Um, very high record of healing people that were given up uh, by doctors as being terminally ill. So healing is out there, and that healing can be for the physical body, it can be for the mind, it can be for the heart, it can be for the soul. We can heal ourselves, we can heal our lives, we can heal our reality, we can have more peace, simply by meditating on the truth and wonderful attributes of God. And uh, I think that will be our next show. We'll talk about some of these attributes of God uh, to give a little bit more of what people, uh, you know, you folks listening can meditate on to start raising your consciousness, raising it above all of this nonsense that the world is creating you know but uh, a very a very simple meditation could just simply be is what metaphysicians call denials and that's denying the seemingly reality of evil saying there there is no matter there is no evil god is all in all god is omnipresent right where i am god is and God is love, God is peace, God is health. Whatever whatever it is you need is the attribute you focus on in God. Another great metaphysician by the name of um, Emma Curtis Hopkins would put it this way. She would tell people to say, you know, there, uh, there is no matter, there is no evil. There is no darkness in God. These things uh, do not exist in and of themselves. God is peace. God is love. And she would tell people to say, the good I seek is, for instance, the good I seek 
is perfect health. Perfect health is God, therefore my God is perfect health. And just meditate on those simple denials and affirmations, and you'll begin to see uh, the clouds begin to lift in your life and in your reality. If you want to read more about this kind of thing and start familiarizing yourself, uh, two of the greatest books I ever read, uh, number one was Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy, and Christian Mental, uh, if, if I'm saying this right, it is Mental, yeah, I can't think of the title, it's a long one, <laughs> it's something like Mental, Mental Christian Science Practice by Emma Curtis Hopkins. And uh, there's some great, um, some great little keys in there to pick up and meditate on and practice. And uh, I, I think uh, in the next week or so, I'm going to give one of those books away. Uh, you know, uh, our giveaway, our first giveaway in 2021, and uh, give away a free copy of one of those books because they're 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 just great. They they really are, and I would recommend reading them. Uh, to begin your journey to pull your thoughts away from this contrived reality of man and start getting on the track of what it really is to live in God's reality, God's idea, God's goodness, God's love. It really will make a difference in your life. And that's the number one way that we can begin to have more peace in the new year ahead guarding our minds, guarding against all the viruses of this world with all the nonsense that people throw out there and, and tell us to believe. And number two, educating ourselves on what real divine reality truly is. So I do hope this podcast was helpful to you today. And I thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next time here on the Mind's Eye Podcast. Until then, stay safe, stay well, stay grounded in God's love. And I'll see you in the next episode of the Mind's Eye. Blessings, everyone.